Hello, everybody. I'm Pam Pastor, host of the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast. I'm thrilled that you found me. But more importantly, I'm thrilled that you found Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. And as we journey together, we will unleash discoveries of how to turn hearts of stone into ones of moldable clay for the potter, Jesus, to transform. I hope that you'll consider joining me and others each week as we adventure and explore life together. And periodically, friends will delve into my mailbag and answer questions from listeners just like you. So if you have a question, make sure and email it to me at pampastorcopywriting at gmail.com. Well, friends, you know, it says in Luke chapter 9, verse 26, and this is Jesus speaking, if a person is ashamed of me and my message, I, the son of man, will be ashamed of that person when I return in my glory and in the glory of the father and the holy angels. Because of Jesus' resurrection on the cross, we don't need to be ashamed. Jesus is the Lord of the universe, period. End of story. Now, let me ask you a question. Do you become uncomfortable sometimes praying over your food if you're out in public? I know that's kind of a weird question to ask, but think about that for a minute. When's the last time that you've prayed in public? Or what? how do you feel when you see other people praying in public? Well, if your answer is yes, I'm not here to condemn you. But if your answer is an emphatic no, I'm here to congratulate you. We're told to be grateful grateful and thankful for all things. And this includes God's provision and his sustenance for us. Ephesians talks about living by the Spirit's power. We're to live as wise people, not as fools. We're to work at understanding what it is that God wants, not acting thoughtlessly as we go through life. And in Ephesians chapter 5 verse 18, Paul says, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, let the Holy Spirit fill and control you. And further down in verse 20, he says, and you'll always give thanks for everything to God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now allow me to explain Paul's reference to wine here. In and of itself, there's nothing wrong with wine. Solomon talks about eating, drinking, and being merry. But here Paul's talking about getting drunk with wine, which produces that temporary high, as opposed to being filled with the Spirit. It's kind of the old way of doing things before we were spiritually reborn and saved into an eternal life with Jesus. So if you've studied spiritual warfare with me in the past on some of these other podcasts, you probably recognize that this is the entrance that Satan uses for his demons to attack mankind. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to close the lid on enjoyment here or shut down anyone's fun. But if you enjoy a glass of wine, go for it. Just try it, as they say, in moderation or realize that the enemy camp will continue to build fortresses and strongholds in our minds as they'll be controlling us. So getting back to praying before eating a meal is reflective of what Jesus did every time he sat down to eat. He took and broke bread, holding it up to the Father in thanksgiving. And when we pray before meals, 
It isn't because we think ourselves as spiritual giants. No, it's because we're thankful. However, when we pray in public, people will notice and that, yes, we are different. And hopefully the rest of us aligns with our Christian living and our Christian walk that people are witnessing. So if you are looking for a prayer that is succinct and impactful to pray, here's a wonderful one for mealtimes. God, you are great. God, you are good. Let us thank you for our food. Amen. It's it's quick. It's simple. It's easy. If you want your children to begin praying with you, this is an excellent introductory mealtime prayer for them to learn. It covers God's majesty telling him he is great. When he finished creating something within the world, he called it good. And finally, we're showing that we are thankful. And I've shared my personal testimony many times, telling how God told me to get to know his son, Jesus. Another pivotal point in my life was when Jesus told me to learn how to pray. My thought process had been, if God knows everything about my life, then he already knows my needs, my desires, what makes my heart sing. When I'm grateful, what my thoughts are surrounding injustice. Why do I need to sit with all this and spell it out for him? Of course, now I see you don't just sit in one place and pray. While you certainly can, prayer is so much more than that. It's fluid. It becomes a dance with God. He desires us to have an intimate relationship with his children. And when we pray, we're softening our hearts. It's really cathartic as we vent and release the complexities of our lives to an all-knowing God. It's a form of therapy with God being the greatest therapist of all time. When we get quiet and allow Him time to speak to us, we hear the still small whisper. And prayer is one of man's biggest blessings actualized, but we must be vigilant and do it. God can't do it for us. And here's what's beautiful about prayer. Our receiver God loves us unconditionally, no matter what we say or don't say in our prayer time. And the secret of a close relationship with God is to pray to him earnestly each morning. Because, you know, in the mornings, our minds are more free from problems. They're clear. And then we can commit our whole day to God. So staying in regular communication helps any relationship that we're in. And this same principle applies to our relationship with God. We need to talk with God every day. And David says in Psalm chapter 5 verse 3 listen to my voice in the morning lord each morning i bring my request to you and wait expectantly and david gives us a great example to follow he is said to have had a heart after god his relationship with god was one of close fellowship through prayer and constant repentance and forgiveness His claim to goodness, therefore, was based on his continual seeking after God. And in Psalm 17, David urges us to realize the true goal of life, to know God and the true reward of life, to see God one day. And being in right relationship with God is critical for a successful life. God offers us help for today and a hope for the future. Unwavering confidence in God is our antidote for fear and loneliness. And Psalm 27 begins with the Lord is my light and my salvation. So why should I be afraid? 
Well, fear is a dark shadow that envelops us within ourselves. We've all been held prisoners of fear at one time or another in our lives. Fear of rejection, misunderstanding, uncertainty, sickness, or even death. But we can conquer fear by using the bright, liberating light of the Lord who freely brings us salvation. This is how we dispel the darkness of fear. Through prayer, we can live in the presence of our Almighty God every day. And when we make a decision to do this, we'll be able to enjoy our relationship with God forever. You know, the post office sells forever stamps. Their characteristic is that their value stays the same, never changing. God's eternal value is also forever. He never changes or falters. And scripture says Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what does this mean for our prayer life? Well, in Hebrews chapter 13, verse 8, while human leaders have much to offer, we must keep our eyes fixed upon Jesus, who is our ultimate leader. Human beings are fallible, and sometimes they change from moment to moment. And in a changing world, we can place our trust and our faith in an unchanging God. You know, prayer gets us to those heavenly places. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3, Paul tells us how we praise God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we belong to Christ. And the physical world is where everything manifests in our lives from the spiritual world. And we need to go beyond our carnal selves and enter into the spiritual realm. When I say carnal, I'm referring to our five senses. Prayer is what takes us into the spiritual realm. Because we have this personal connected relationship with Jesus, we can enjoy heavenly blessings now. These are eternal blessings, not just temporal. And these blessings come from Jesus' spiritual realm, not the earthly realm. Jesus is revealed as our victorious, exalted role as ruler of all. And Jesus' promise, promises us in Mark chapter 9, verse 24, anything is possible if a person believes. And prayer throughout the Psalms is really relatable for us because the psalmist, who's oftentimes is David, is expressing a series of feelings. And we all face trouble, trials, or tribulations, as did the psalm writers thousands of years ago. But many times these psalms start out telling God how the psalmist felt about the odds against them. But within a few short verses, God's care and presence made the odds all meaningless. This experience is repeated throughout the Psalms, and our hope and our confidence in God outweighs fear and suffering that we may be experiencing. And God wants us to pour out our thoughts and emotions to Him. After all, He is the one that gave us emotions. And yes, while we can't live by our emotions and our feelings alone, we certainly can express them to Him. 
And the psalmists, they were not shy in being truthful with God. When the people felt abandoned like God had forgotten about them, they told him so. Or when they became impatient with God's timing, because it's not our timing, they told him that too. But like the psalmist, sometimes our prayers begin very dark, but they end up in light after we apply God's attributes to our situations. So like the psalmist, we too can begin our prayers expressing our feelings but we must remember to whom we are speaking. It's highly recommended we start by entering into our prayers through our hearts and into Jesus' courts with praise and thanksgiving. We all can use our imaginations here to visualize his holy tabernacle in heaven where we are entering into along the way, offering up thanksgiving through our spoken words of gratitude to a God who loves us unconditionally. For example, we can say, Father, we enter into your tabernacle and your courts with praise and thanksgiving. Our hearts are full of gratitude for your goodness upon your people. We thank you for your men and women who teach your word, helping to edify your believers' faith. Lord God, we're strong in you. Your word says we're justified in you, meaning not guilty. You are our vindicator, our rock, and our salvation. You protect us from the evil one who sets us up for tribulation. At times, you allow these problems so your children will turn back to you, our protector. Thank you, Father, for our trials that bring about blessings from heaven down upon the earth. Nothing happens through us that you will not use for your glory. Because your children's identity is in Christ, your word promises as your children and brothers and sisters in Jesus, no condemnation awaits us. We've been set free from the law of sin and death. We are sanctified or made holy in Jesus. We are pure in Christ. We'll be made alive at the resurrection. We are new people. We're God's righteousness, meaning made right with God or approved. We're one in Christ with all other believers. We're blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ. We're holy and without fault. We're adopted as your children. Our sins have been taken away and we are forgiven will be brought under Jesus's authority. The Holy Spirit has marked us as belonging to God. We've been raised up to sit with Jesus in the heavenly realms. God, we are your masterpiece and God, we've been brought near to you. We share in the promises of Jesus. As we are doing now, we can come with freedom and confidence into your presence, God. We're members of Jesus's body, the church. We've been given fullness in Jesus. We've been set free from our sinful nature. We will have eternal glory. Amen. And friends, my hope is that this teaching has unearthed a new layer into your prayer life. As always, any feedback or questions you may have, send it to me in an email. I would love to hear from you. And in the future, we're going to continue to dig deeper into the fascinating mysteries of the heavenly realm and just how to apply it and pull it down into the physical realm. So friends, Today, if you want to experience that intimate personal relationship and your identity in Christ, then I would invite you to pray this prayer of salvation now, spending eternity with Jesus. 
Repeat after me. God, I've missed the mark. I'm turning away from my sins. Come into my heart. I believe in your son's shed blood for all who acknowledge he took on the sins of humanity, past, present, and future at the cross of Calvary. Amen. And friends, if you prayed that prayer of salvation, I believe you were spiritually born again. Your next steps are to read God's word daily so he can guide, direct, and reveal himself to you. And consider joining a good Bible-based church where your faith in Jesus can continue to grow and be edified by like-minded people. And allow me to be the first to congratulate you on the most important decision you've ever made. Congratulations and God bless you. And friends, the Grace and Peace of God Love Wins podcast will be available most days during the week. We'll be discussing and sharing Jesus' unlimited power in our present day lives. We delve into many topics such as forgiveness, love and action, biblical wisdom, and what the Word of God says about trust and many more. I hope that you'll come alongside me as we explore the Bible together. And if you like this podcast, make sure and hit like and subscribe to ensure that you get the latest episodes as they become available. And why don't you be a blessing to someone else today by sharing this podcast link with them. And much of today's podcast referenced my book, The Grace and Peace of God Love Wins. If you found the content inspiring, you may want to consider reading it in its entirety. You can easily pick up a copy from my website, pampastorcopywriting.com, or at Amazon, Barnes & Noble, or Dorrance.com. And friends, if you're unable to afford a copy, please write to me. I would definitely find a way to get a free copy into your hands. You won't be disappointed. It's full of God's word. And until next time, be blessed and remember that you've been marked and sealed with the cross of Jesus forever. And Revelation chapter 22 verse 21 shares the grace of the Lord Jesus be with you all. Until next time, friends, God bless you.